Hello and welcome back to 10 with Zen. My name is Helen Woodward and I'm an advisor at Zen Educate. Today I have two guests, so let me introduce Professor Sam Twistleton, ABE, and Lindsay Hunter. Sam, you're the Director of Sheffield Institute of Education at Sheffield Hallam University. And you've also chaired the DfE's advisory group for the ITT core content framework. Lindsay, your career spans 20 years in education, primary education as a teacher and a head teacher, a local authority advisor and an offset inspector. And you're now part of the primary teacher education team at Sheffield Hallam University. And I understand you're now working on the rollout of the early career framework, the early rollout actually of the early career framework in partnership with the Education Development Trust and Sheffield Hallam University. So thank you both for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. So my first question today is, what is the Early Career Framework exactly? And why does it matter? The framework itself was published two years ago, but it, it is literally just a framework. What's happened since then is a, a number of um, organisations have been appointed to turn that framework into a professional development programme for early career teachers, which has been piloted in certain parts of the country this year. Lindsay's involved, as you said. Um, but then from next September, it will be rolled out for absolutely everybody who's starting their career in teaching in the English system um, as a, a minimum entitlement um, of support and development, um, which goes over two years um, it's got really high quality input. It's got a, a big focus on mentoring. It's got a big focus on on, on peer support as well. Um, and uh, for me, it's just a really exciting thing because it's recognising that we can't expect new teachers to be able to hit the ground running in maybe the way that has sometimes been the, ca the case in the recent past. Um, They've had a very short ITE. There's still so much to, to, to learn. Um, and those first two years are absolutely crucial in terms of helping them build confidence and competence and feeling like they're really kind of thriving in the profession. And we, we know from quite a lot of research that if you can really inject that extra support, that development, and beyond that to kind of change the narrative so that it's all right to, to, to accept that you are still learning and it's all right for the system to acknowledge that and do something about it, as opposed to this hitting the ground running kind of uh, high stakes accountability feeling that some, some NQTs in the past have had. What, what, what happens with it is it joins up with the ITT core content framework, the thing that you mentioned in my introduction, um, that everybody who's been training in the English system this year has been receiving as part of their initial teacher training. Uh, that should then latch into what they get gets picked up in September, a very similar approach, very similar kind of um, areas of knowledge and understanding. And so the two things between them create a minimum uh, entitlement of at least three years. It could be longer if you're on a longer ITT training route or, or if you're lucky enough to carry on with them um, sort of systematic development after your second year. But for everybody, it's at least three years. And that's a huge step forward. That's helpful. So kind of key things there about it's an entitlement. And actually, there's no escape. Everybody has to do it. All schools are going to have to participate if they're taking NQTs in September, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, better not to think of it as everybody has to do it. It's isn't it brilliant? Everybody's entitled to it because everybody needs it. And it's going to make a difference, not just to those early career teachers, 
but to the profession, to the schools they're working with, to the children they're working with. Ultimately, it will improve the outcomes for those children. This idea that you're never the finished article as a teacher, and I think it encourages that and promotes that as being the norm. Um, And exactly as you say, in relation to in schools, the difference, it's not just going to be to those early career teachers who are just starting out, because there's going to be a, a mentoring relationship there, but those discussions can spread throughout the staff so that it becomes the norm that we're constantly looking at our practice. We're constantly saying, you know, what can I get better at? Which things are working for which children? Um, and and that, that becomes something that's actually uh, a key part of the school's development, not just that one individual teacher. So it's a really exciting way in to professional development for everybody. So so if I'm, say I'm a new head teacher at a small primary school and I haven't had a, a newly qualified teacher before, um, isn't, isn't this a bit scary and lots of extra work? On the face of it, I can see why if you if you don't know anything about it and, and suddenly you, you, you're made aware of it, it might seem that way. But actually, as a, as a head teacher, you've always needed to support your early career teachers. There's always been an entitlement for NQTs. All this is doing is, is extending it for a year and putting a bit more formality, a bit more structure around it. So actually, the system is helping you to do what you would have had to do anyway. You have choices about how you can do it. If, if, if I'm honest, if I was a head teacher in that situation, I would take the easiest choice, certainly at this stage, which is to, to send my NQT on, the, on one of the national programmes, right. um, in which case it's a fairly straightforward thing. That the, the biggest thing you have to think about is the mentoring support that your early career teacher will need, which, as I say, that's always been a requirement. So it's not new. You know, choose the right person and, and think about it as part of a whole school development. There is a potential for everybody to benefit having a framework gives you a backbone for providing the support as Sam says you know we've always had to provide this support for um, newly qualified teachers and I think actually rather than you know having to come up with something yourself to do that the the framework gives you the 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 you know the the kind of hooks on which to hang it Um, and obviously it's about teachers meeting the teacher standards so it can again be used for whole school development um you know everybody's working towards those all of the time um i think one of the national the benefits of the national programs um you know is that the materials to do that are there so if anything i think if i think back to being a new head teacher i would have loved something like this to be able to give me a guide actually uh, particularly in a smaller school where perhaps you've not got the manpower, you know, or the number of people to be able to do that. So I can see why people at first might think that, but actually I think it will provide a lot of additional um, resources and and additional materials that can be used, certainly. And the whole idea is this community of practice. And so those discussions, particularly in small schools who might not have bigger um, you know, networks actually will be a, a way into that as well. And that's for both the ECTs and the mentors. So it's kind of win-win in, in that situation. That's that's really helpful. I'm just going to say ECTs, that's early career teachers. Sorry, yes. Yeah, no, no, it's all right. I'm, I'm picking up the jargon too. That's fine. Yeah, because the term the term NQT will, will not be uh, applicable in September. It will be early career teachers because we'll be talking about this two-year entitlement. 
that's that's helpful and actually some really key messages there about yes it's yes it's two years yes it's much more structured but actually there's lots more support in a whole variety of ways you can use one of the providers actually to support you with that in in the circumstances that we were talking about um, and there's a community of practice so it sounds like there's there's much more coherent structured support than we've had before actually Absolutely. And actually, when you think that that ties into other things that are coming on stream, like the revision to the MPQs and the new MPQs in particular of relevance to this discussion is the um, leading teacher development um, MPQ, which is really uh, targeted at people who are really thriving in that mentoring role and maybe want to turn that into a bit of a career pathway for themselves. Um, that's, you know, that's going to really support the system as well. So, yeah, coherence is a really good way of describing it i think all right and that's you, you're leading me nicely on to our, our next question actually sam um, and i'm just going to say npqs that's national professional qualifications again uh, for, for our listeners um, but my, my last question um can you tell us how the role of mentors um, or can you tell us about the role of mentors and how they can access good professional development for their role because we can't assume that because you're a teacher you know how to be a mentor that the roles are different aren't they the mentoring role is pivotal to this succeeding um, and I think what is important is that people you know understand that actually the support is there for the mentors as well as the ECTs to support them in their role and it recognizes that you know in our sector we've got mentors who are brand new we've got mentors who've been doing it a long time so it's about personalizing that as much as personalizing the support for the early career teacher and and giving mentors the um, tools that they need to be able to contextualize any of the kind of national resources into something that's appropriate for their phase, their setting, um, and their their context. Really, that's that's fantastic feedback, isn't it? Actually? Yeah, really good as well. Good. That's 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 lovely. Um, I'm going to be cheeky and go for a bonus question, um, which is: if we were having, if we were talking again in two years' time. And uh, what would be the things that what would be the evidence that what's being put in place is working well? If I put one of my, the other hats I wear on for a minute, which is being on the advisory group for teacher recruitment and retention strategy. The, the recruitment and retention strategy was set up because because of a problem in the system. Right. Um, uh, schools were constantly needing to recruit new teachers. Um, and the reason why they were constantly having to do that is because we weren't holding on to the ones that we already had. So it's a kind of recruitment problem, really, as a result of a retention problem. And, you know, the statistics show that um, over the recent past, every year more people have been leaving the profession earlier. Um, I think we're beginning to see potential reversal in that trend now. And I'm really hoping that the early career framework will will um, even bigger impact on that um, because it's really important that we hold on to our teachers mm. not only because they've invested a lot of their time and effort and, and money um, but the system has as well um, so you know it's a huge waste to, to see those people leaving so early on in their career but actually for the pupils which is ultimately at the end of the day what this is all about and um, they're having you know if you're not careful a constant kind of conveyor belt of new green teachers in front of them but, you know we want the best for our children then, then we need our teachers to stay in the classroom, but we need them to be supported and developed. So in two years' time, hopefully, that's what we'll see. We'll see, you know, this, the data will show that we're holding on to teachers better, um, but the, the the outcome of that will be better outcomes for pupils, a more satisfied workforce. That's really helpful. Thank you, Sam. 
for our listeners, we always follow up our podcast with a blog post summarising some of the main themes um, and with key links to help you find out more. So I'm going to say thank you to our guests today, um, Professor Sam Tusselton and Lindsay Hunter. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for inviting us. Um, and thank you, our listeners, for joining us on 10 with Zen. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you for listening to 10 with Zen. If you'd like to book staff for your school in London, Birmingham or Manchester, do visit zeneducate.com to find out more. Mention 10 with Zen to our team for 50% off the first two days of your short-term booking or long-term role.